feeling stuck in your career or like you're not realizing your potential? Coaching Chats is the podcast for you. Through informative interviews and practical advice, we will help you assess your skills and interests while providing actionable steps to overcome challenges. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Coaching Chats in 2024. I'm excited to be back bringing you experts so you can gain invaluable insights and actionable advice to enhance your personal and professional growth. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Kemi Gildner. Kemi believes women's voices matter. She's a connector, a storyteller, a business coach for higher vibe women entrepreneurs, helping them raise up their voice, vision, and visibility for impact and business growth. Kemi helps her clients build businesses they love with more time, prosperity, and more wealth prosperity. Her clients have gone on to reach extraordinary heights as consultants, coaches, and leaders, achieving exponential revenue growth, landing on big stages, starting software companies, launching new professional organizations, transforming corporate cultures, and transforming lives. They are influential and they change makers. Kemi is the founder of the Extraordinary Women Ignite Conference, and host of the award-winning Extraordinary Women Radio. She is the best-selling author of Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, and was named to the 2020 25 Most Powerful Women in Business list by the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to stand out among the noise. And I'm very thrilled to have you on my show today, Kemi. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rakshana. It's really, it's going to be fun, a fun conversation on something I love to chat about. Excellent. Kemi, do you mind sharing how did you find yourself in coaching? Sure, sure, sure. I was I had spent 20 plus years in the corporate industry. I was a VP of marketing and branding and led a lot of product initiatives. So I was, you know, in a large corporation that traveled had me traveling around the world and it was I got laid off. It was my first gift was I got laid off because I wasn't about to leave. And second of all, it was the year 2008. So there wasn't a lot of VP of marketing jobs around. So it was a really good time for me to just kind of recenter myself and very organically found this, this pathway to coaching. I took a lot of time really, you know, slowing down. In fact, a month after I got laid off, my father passed away. And so it, I got, ref, got to reflecting on, you know, what, what was really important in my life and who was I as a person, what my father had taught me. And when I started that kind of reflection, I realized that I'd kind of gone away from a lot of the things that of the core of who I was as a person. And so, you know, I did a lot of internal work in about a year and a half where 
I was just trying to figure out what my next chapter was and, you know, doing inner work and, you know, slowing down, having lunch with friends, watching baby birds learn to fly in the barn, you know, just things like that, that, that got me really coming back home to me. And so there was this, a moment with one of my horses actually, where I was trying, I had been with a, a coach early in the morning and I'd been really upset trying to figure out, you know, what's my, my next move here. And I wasn't, coming up with what my next move was. And she's like, well, go out and breathe your horse's breath today. And I was like, okay, that's a, an odd thing, but yeah, I'll, I'll try that. I've been a horse person my whole life. And I went out there and I it was a really cold, snowy day and I leaned down and we were just breathing back and forth. And, and then I turned around and put my back on her back and I got this hit. It's like, you're not supposed to go back to corporate. That's why you, you're not wanting these jobs that you're interviewing for. You're not supposed to go back. And so I stepped into the world of, and, and interestingly enough, I had just learned about someone doing coaching with horses. And so here I was a lifetime horse person, you know, coaching leaders, coaching people and helping them, you know, figure out kind of their, their, their journeys and that sort of thing. I was like, oh, that's really fascinating. And so within a month of that day with my horse, I ended up in Northern California training with one of the pioneers in the world of equine assisted coaching equine guided coaching is, is is her work and and that was how i found myself in in the world of coaching was through the horses you know it just was a really natural evolution and you know i started very early on coaching women who were corporate execs helping them discover their what's next but very quickly, all of them were leaving their corporate jobs and starting their own businesses. So that's where I became a business coach. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing. It's just absolutely amazing to, to, to hear your story, how you, as you said, you got laid off and all that journey, all that inner, inner work that you had to do. And I'm so sorry to hear about your father who passed mm. away and your horses as well. And having that space as well, I believe sometimes. Yeah. Because we live in such a fast-paced world, and we do um, to slow down is good. Yeah, yeah and I would have never slowed down like that. I would have never made the big leap had you know. So that's why I go back and I look at that time. And I'm like, what a gift it was. So I, so often when we have things that kind of disrupt our 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 apple carts, if you will, and I really disrupted my apple cart because that was my whole world. I you know worked my whole life to be in the corporate world and climb the ladder and, you know, do all the corporate things and lead the big teams. And there was just a place where it really wasn't meant for me, but I, I wouldn't have found it had I not gotten that little jolt or big jolt, if you will. Yes. Yeah. That That's so true. Because sometimes I think we, because we, this is something you have been doing for such a long time, right? And that, and suddenly that shift, and again, that shift happened with you not over, over, as you said, not overnight, but it took you a while to figure out right. what you really want to do, right? And it's just, uh, I think it's so topical these days mm-hmm. because, you know, people get laid off and then suddenly they look for another job, whereas uh, d- despite, you know, looking inside, you know, it, obviously we were talking about people who are not happy with yeah. what they do. But yeah, it's just it's just wonderful to hear your story, that, that shift or transition that you made from corporate and yeah, to the world of uh, coaching and helping people. I thought just maybe we'll go straight to the subject of today's video. Kemi, why why do you think people need to 
stand out today? Hmm. Well, for one, I I really believe that our voices are leading the change of our world. So I think that's a big part of what's happening for us is that, you know, so many of us who who have landed in the spaces that we're at are being called to make a difference with our voice. And, you know, we know our world can use a little love and support these days. And so I think this is, you know, really paying attention to that, that that inner wisdom that is calling us to step up and be seen and be heard and bring our message out into the world and make an impact. I think that's, there's so many people that are in that space and that's, that's, that's who my ideal clients are. People who are wanting their voice to be seen and be heard in bigger ways. And when I, I I think that that calling that where so many people receive is, you know, guiding us to this space of, of the change that we can create. And so that's why I think it's so important. Yes, yes. And especially these days, I think the, uh, the market and especially social, social media is so saturated. Totally. And I've seen so many people, not many, but few, and including myself, who I actually come from, a co- I have a corporate background myself, where in the corporate world, you, 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 you have to, what's the word? You you can't be authentic. That's probably it's 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 hard to stay authentic, true true to yourself. And then when you I hope that's changing, it's changing. Yeah, <laughs> so I do hope it's changing. But yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. You're I totally did not. I was not authentic always in my my former days. But I do hope that change is happening. Yeah, I to be honest, I left over two years ago, and I don't know to be honest, to be honest, what's going on there. But I've seen with some people that, and including myself, you're like you go, let's say, on LinkedIn, and you have to sort of filter how you comment, what you say, or if you even produce a post. Sometimes you get into your own head, or like, or what people mm-hmm. think of me. But then at the same time, you want to, as you said, you want to have your unique. I think you said unique voice. You're, you're yes. Right? Yeah. I wonder how can we, uh, because it can hold us back, right? From showing yeah, up authentically right. in this world. Do you think, is there any, not recipe, something you can I don't know, recommend how people can break yeah. free from that constraints of all what people yeah. think of me? Because yeah. we all have important messages to to, you know, or we have stories to, to share with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And couple ways. I mean, so uh, what comes to mind right off the top my, off the top of the bat is really, you know, the mindset stuff that can help have us playing small. And, you know, where we pull back and you're like, who am I to own this message? And, you know, we just, we play, we can play small and it's really easy to do that. And I've, I've been there myself where, where there were times where I was, you know, playing small with my message. And so there's a lot of mindset work that, that we have to do from that perspective of, like noticing when we have a thought show up that has this kind of pullback energetically. It's like, so, you know, it's like we're turning the dial down a little bit, right? It's like, it's like, Ooh, do I really want to post this? And so that's, that's not, there's this, the mindset side of it that, so working with our mindset, you know, doing mindset work, you know, meditating, noticing what's, what's, what stories we tell ourselves on a day-to-day basis and are they, are they uplifting stories or are they stories that, that really are pulling us down? And that's, that's just a, that's becomes a, I think that's one of the biggest lessons that as entrepreneurs that we can learn is just to be 
aware of what conversations are going in our head on a day-to-day basis, hour-to-hour basis, because over the day, it's going to shift and it's going to change. And, you know, work with people who can help you, you know, with your mindset. I think that's a really important piece of of the work. The, The flip side of that is really getting into some very core components of, of your, your messaging. You know, I call it your voice because I talk about voice, vision, and visibility, but starting with the voice, the, the whole foundation of finding out what it is that you stand for is really, really important. And there's a couple of pieces here to, to look at. And when I start working with the client, we always start with the voice of you. So we're looking at the, you know, who are you at your very essence? What are the stories in your life that have made you who you are, have shaped you into the person that you are, the experiences that you've had in your lifetime? What are the, your strengths, your passions, your values, all these different pieces really kind of shape into who you are as a person at your very essence. And then how do we roll that into your brand? And there's a number of reasons why this is important. So the the, the first part of that is, is it's bringing you back home to times in your life where you've been successful. And what was it about you that, you know, really lets you walk in your light? If you go back to those moments, there's so many clues into, to, you know, what you're really good at. And when, when you can just, when you can really identify that essence of who you are and start to roll that into your brand, the cool thing is nobody can own a brand just like you because you have all these unique experiences that nobody else has. You have all these unique talents and gifts that nobody else has. So starting at the very foundation of your brand, of who you are and what you stand for, bringing your stories to life, all of that really starts to to create a way that makes you unique unless you show up authentically, right? I mean, unless you just show up in your natural light of who you are. So does that make sense for the first one? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, totally. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's, that's the first found part of that. And then you step into being able to speak your client's love language. So understanding who your ideal clients are and what is it that, that, what are the stories that are in their mind right now that are, you know, they're, they're telling themselves over and over again, every single day. And how do you, what's your solution that you help them through that journey with? So getting into the customer journey and understanding the language your ideal clients uses, you know, what keeps them awake at night? What's, what are their biggest fears? What are their biggest desires? I actually love to play in the desires of, you know, speak to their desires. So you're changing that, that you're helping them see more possibilities in their life. And so all of that provides fodder of, of things that you could be talking about on social media. So that's the second component of it is just knowing that ideal client. So when you, when you're, when you're on social media, you're talking to a person, you're not just, you're not just out there to, you know, okay, this is my view of the day today. It's actually my view of the, you know, the world today. It's actually what's going on in their minds and how, how are you, how are you helping your clients solve their, their biggest challenges? And then the, Third part of this is finding a message that is what I call your thought leadership message or your one message for the world. And that's getting into 
it's elevating. So like each pieces of these, you know, you and I are looking at a screen together and I don't know if, you know, if some of this, some people may only be listening to this from audio perspective, but at the very base is our brand, the, who we are at the heart of very essence going up the next level is the, the level of, you know, speaking our client's love language so that we're really in understanding their customer journey, their journey that they're on. And then the third part of this is the thought leadership part of it. And this takes a little bit more work. I mean, these other two pieces you can, you can generally get to, you know, through, through the, the iterations of, you know, just going through the work and, you know, doing your inner work alongside of it. I always talk about soul and strategy, right? It's like, we're listening to our soul and we're listening to it. We're, we're applying strategy to it. This upper level is you're starting to get into speaking. Like if you're on a, an interview with, on a podcast, for example, right? So if you're on a podcast and you drop a, a one-line message that's short, it's it's repeatable, it's memorable, and it's actually getting people to stop and think and act and do differently. And from that, when you get to that place of having a thought leadership message that's, you know, it's like if the whole world could hear one message from you, what is it? That starts to change the the way you're positioning yourself as a leader because you're bringing a really unique thought or opinion to community. And they're like, oh, I never thought of it in that way. And it's original, right? It's not repeating somebody else's stuff. It's it's yours to repeat. It's your message to own. And that's how you really start to stand out amongst the noise is you, you know, you're bringing original thought. And, you know, we can't get to original thought. We can't outsource our, our thought leadership or, or leadership of thought. We, we have to do that work ourselves. And so we have to make that white space for ourselves to be able to find that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's brilliant. I like I like I actually love this strategy. It's it's so important to take the time and to to you think about your message, as you said, be clear as as clear as possible what you try to portray in this world, what mm-hmm. you stand for as well. It makes you probably more visible as well. You talked about visibility, right? Making an impact as well. Also, talking about message, I have heard from content creators, her coaches, who are producing content almost daily. And some of them says said to me, it seems to me that no one cares about my posts or videos because I lack engagement, I lack likes. So there is no engagement. And mm-hmm. I got a sense that that person who told me that was like, oh, I'm giving up. I'm just, I just can't carry carry on because mm-hmm. I feel like nobody sees me, nobody cares. I don't know. What would you say to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot. There's, and, and first of all, you don't have to have a thousand likes on a post. It just has to be the right person. It it might be one right person that sees that post and says, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that today. That gave me an idea that I didn't have before. I'm taking new action today because of that. Or, you know, this really resonates with me. I'm going to lean in more to this person. And so, you know, there's this game of, yes, you know, you want to have be, and there's a big difference between being an influencer and actually running a business and, you know, bringing people into your community. So there's a big difference in that, right? And you don't need thousands of likes in order to to move that needle. It just has to be the right person seeing your post at that and that day. 
Yes, that that that's so true. Yeah, I think that, as they say, if you help one person, yeah, you know, I mean the follow, you know, the rest will. Follow. It might be your next client, right? It might be your next client. That one person that sees it that in that day, and so I think you know that's part of the danger of social media is that you know we see we see so much. Everybody's on display with their best face, right? And so you you see only the good. And I think that we have to look at social media through a grain of salt. And if we're staying true to what is it that I'm trying to do with my work and how am I meant to make a difference and what's going on in my ideal client's world right now that I can speak to, that I can talk to, that I can help them, help them, you know, move through that next place. I'm bringing some of my solution to them and opening up the door to have real relationships on the backside of it. And I think this is another important part of this is that we can't have real relationships with thousands of people. So if you're having, you know, a smaller number of engagements on your post, go engage with those people, go have conversations with those people, look for ways to keep that conversation going. It's only the very beginning. And, you know, it's, it's, that is the piece is like, how do you really start to open up the door to building real relationship with the people that are engaging? Yeah. And how, how do you do that? Do you normally, I don't know, advice to do it via DMs or just building, you know, to build that relationship? Yeah. 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 So I definitely, we have definitely started using DMs in, in my company as, as part of our strategies, but also am very tuned into, I don't just want to be a DM dropping in with a sales pitch. I'm, we get way too many of those. So if, if I am taking time to DM somebody, I'm actually really want to build a relationship with them. And I want to know more about who they are. I want to know more about their businesses, what they're, and, and, and I'm a connector, right? So I'm always on this, this mode of, you know, I can connect this person with that person. So if I know who people are, then I can play that connector role. I can play that that coach role. I can open up, you know, ways to to learn further from me. I, I host almost every single month of the year. I host some free event, which I, you've been to some of my free events that I do, where I'm training. I'm or I'm doing a roundtable. I'm bringing experts together on on topics. So I'm doing something every month just to, to let people know more who I am and what I teach. And, you know, lead conversations. I have my podcast, Extraordinary Women Radio. I'm always bringing guests on there. So it's like, I'm looking for ways to engage with people even more deeply. I have my Facebook community, Extraordinary Women Connect. These are all just different ways that people can have engagements with me. And so when I'm going into somebody's DM, I'm like opening up the door to continuing to serve because that's what I want to do is I want to serve continue to connect and build deeper relationships oh that's that's wonderful yes i've been to one of uh, kemi's i believe it was a master class because it wasn't like a webinar but i really enjoyed it because i remember i was uh, with my pen and paper and i was actually had to do some work i think it was just for the new year <laughs> that would be my style yeah. That would be my style. I generally will put, tell people to put, you know, get your pen and paper out and let's work. If, if I'm teaching something, I am one that, you know, gives you ways to work through your own work, whatever you're working on. Um, and if it was the new year one, it was like really planning for the 2024, right? Yes. I remember these divine yeses. Um, yeah, that would be that. that. Yeah, that, yeah mm-hmm. that was yeah, really that was my year end planning. <laughs> 
No, it was, re- it, was, it was really good because sometimes you just go to a webinar and you passively consume information, whereas here... I didn't know what to expect personally, but I really enjoyed it. I was like, I remember it was, as you said, as, sorry, as I'm saying, it was in the form of masterclass where you had to actually engage your brain. You have to think through about your future, what you really want out of this year. So it was a really good exercise. And it was a lot of um, engagement in the comments. I think there were a lot mm-hmm. of women actually there as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's great that you connecting, you know, as you said, women with each other because business is all about connections and networking otherwise it's it can yeah. be really lonely and hard totally say. i mean we're, we're better together all day long i mean I, I i've been recently i've been saying i'm a gatherer of powerful women and i am i have amazing women in my communities in my mastermind programs and i just i'm really i feel very blessed and honored to the women who choose to be in my communities and they lift each other up in ways that is incredibly powerful. And I think that's one of our superpowers as women is that we, you know, we definitely are supportive of one another and, you know, we're always lifting the hand up and that's not always been the case when I go back to my corporate days. Right. I mean, that was not the the case in my, the corporate world. And I hope, again, I hope that's changing. I hope there's a lot of, you know, a lot of my coaches are, you know, consultants that go in and work with women in corporate settings or work with leaders in corporate settings. And I think they're they're creating a lot of change of what, you know, companies that are really tuned in to how do you create a conscious company? I belong, I've been part of this year, I have been part of Sounds True's Inner MBA. And there's a lot of people in there that are in the corporate world really wanting to create more conscious organizations. And so to me, that's really, that's exciting. That And that's part of that shift and that change that I think is happening in the world of business. Oh, that's, that's, that's great insight. And when you said con- conscious, what, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like in, that env- conscious environment, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it starts a lot with ourselves first, mm-hmm. you know, just like my journey into being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur started with my own mm-hmm. inner work. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, the more that we know each other, whether we're in corporate, whether we're an entrepreneur, the more we know who we are at our very best, you know, what we're bringing to the world, what's our purpose, what's our reason for being here. The more we know that we can create those same sort of systems within a business and, you know, create deeper collaboration. We can create organizations that are purpose-driven, that are impact-driven, you know, definitely they want to look at the, you know, the bottom line. We can look at B Corps as an example, right? I mean, that's a great example of how organizations are really showing up to make a difference. And that's exciting to me. Oh, that, no, that's, that seems so positive. And I, I do hope uh, the organizations will follow that path because, uh, yeah. you know, I've met so many people who are my age, slightly even older, who's like, I actually who left the corporate world and it's like actually i didn't know who i was like till till this year why mm-hmm. my big why why did i do this job you know yeah all these big things or you know asking yourself big questions like what's my purpose yeah yeah and i definitely didn't know that back in, in the day i really did not and it you know i had to you know do my own work and even as an entrepreneur i did a lot of you know very early on, I knew where I was working, but there was a point where I really pivoted into to the business coaching side of it. And that came from 
some inner work of, you know, what's the difference that I want to make. And I was in a, I was in a hotel room while my, my husband was at a conference and I had, I had big sheets of paper pinned to the wall all around the hotel room. And I was working on what's my purpose. What's the reason my business exists. And when I came back with, I want to impact a million women, helping them raise up their voice, their vision, their businesses for impact. I was like, okay, that's a big number, a million. And it got me out of this place of playing small. So you're kind of going all the way back to the, you know, the first, where we first kicked this off. It's like, we play small, but if you actually put your purpose out there and think about what's the impact, what's the ripple effect that I want to create with my work, you'll start playing in a bigger way where, you know, you're putting your voice as like, I'm not going to play the small. It's like, I'm ready to start talking to, you know, hundreds of people at a time versus, you know, one or two, how do I shift that up? Because if I wanted to get to that million person mark, I wasn't going to do it having one conversation at a time. So I started showing up bigger and how, you know, the kind of stages I started showing up on, you know, being really aware of where can I get my voice out in bigger ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so important to ask yourself these questions. And also um, you earlier mentioned word being different. I think just at the beginning of our conversations, when we're talking about the bit more strategies, how to di differentiate yourself. And I was wondering, do you have maybe specific strategies? Do you employ how to, or maybe how you work with clients? How do you advise them to differentiate themselves, themselves and their business? from anyone else it starts with that building your brand from the inside out right because nobody can be just like you mm -hmm. so if you're showing up authentically as you you're not trying to be you know it's like i always use the, the example like when i get on a stage if if i tried to be a tony robbins on stage it would feel really inauthentic because that's just not who i am right that's i don't want to be a speaker like he is a speaker i want to be a speaker like i'm a speaker so when I get on a stage, I just, I want to be me. And I, you know, I just did a speaker training for my clients a few weeks ago. And, and I was talking about this, you know, we've, that's our, our superpower is that we really build our presence from the inside out. And that's where our fire comes from because we're just being ourselves and people see you in all of your light that way versus, versus you like projecting. You know, and, and I know you've probably seen the speaker that totally just projects. They get onto the stage and they're, 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 you know, they're a very polished speaker, but they're not really grounded in their bodies. And I'm not the most exact polished speaker in, in the world. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll forget what I was going to say and I'll make light of it and I'll, you know, but I will connect with an audience in, in a deep, deep way because I'm embodied in my, my message. And so I think that's the, the difference of, of, you know, really being able to, to think about how do you embody your message and how do you live in your message? And that's when I work with my clients, that's really where I started. It's like, how do we really embody this message that you've worked on? How do you walk in and walk in it so that, you know, you're moving through conversations that you're having or stages that you're getting on or podcasts that you're on, just being in your body and that's the most powerful thing that you can do as a, you know, as somebody that's putting their message out into the world. And then you, it's, it's a rate, you know, people feel, feel you, right. They, they, 
how you resonate really matters. And that's your secret sauce right there is how you resonate. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so true because how you resonate and therefore you can connect with, with people, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you see so many people online and you can scroll, scroll, scroll because they, they might all sound the same, as you said, like, right. you know, they might copy someone else. That's why it's like, and I, sometimes I think these days since ChatGPT was yeah. alone, every time I go on social media, I feel like everyone uses the same words, sentences. Yeah, you, like, can, you can pick out ChatGPT words pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think the uh, one that pops up anytime I'm using it, it uses delve. I'm like, I don't use the word delve. <laughs> yeah. Stop using that word. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I and I like to, yeah, and I like Chat GTP, Chat GPT. I really do like it, but I like it after I have really done my work of what I stand for, and the language that I use, and develop my brand of who I am who I am. And then I do a a solo podcast episode, for example, we can take that solo podcast episode, things that I said, and turn that into all kinds of content and repurpose it. But it's, it's my language. It's my words. It's, it's telling chat GPT, I don't use that word. So don't use that word. You know, it's, you know, I think it's, it's magical, what we can, we can create with it. And I, I can say, you know, I want more woo in this, you know, so this is for women entrepreneurs. I talk about soul and strategy, give it a little bit more woo. And it, it I'm, I'm blown away by some of the stuff that comes out of it. I really am. And I use it in my, like my, my VIP days with clients where we're talking and we're capturing. And I just did my, my platinum VIP mastermind a few weeks ago. And I had somebody capturing their words as we were talking and then turning that, you know, so that they walked away from those sessions with, with real, real content that they could go leverage because it came from their words. You know, they, they might have to tweak it. It's not, I always say you never do chat GTP, chat GPT, just straight verbatim. You've always got to bring your own soul, your own energy into it, but it's a great tool. You're not starting with a white sheet of paper. Yeah, we create a lot of content, right? We create so much content as as, as entrepreneurs. It's part of our our role, and if we can create more content that's really connecting with our audiences and leveraging it in that way through our voices, it can be really powerful. Yes, yes, that that's so true. And yes, I I'm I'm a big fan of ChatGPT. I do my research via mm-hmm. via this tool. Yeah. It's so helpful. It just saves so much time. By the same time. Yeah, if I want to make a post, I, I produce a post. I don't, I don't normally use it unless, like I said, I'm doing my research. Otherwise, I'll just yeah. will sound like many people online, and I don't want that. Yeah. Just sounds yeah. generic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You. No, you've got to, you've got to make it. You know, I, I often will say, you know, let's bring more story into this, or, you know, that's that's starting to bring. And and here's part of my story, right? I'll I'll, I'll share that, and then it will start to output things that it really aligns back to me that I would actually say. And sometimes I go, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even said it that well. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it can be good that way. Yes, no, that's true. And also have a personal question, Kemi, for you. Like I said, I, I've attended once your, you call it masterclasses, mastermind, mastermind, right? So masterclass, masterminds, right? I think I, I use Well, my for- mastermind is my my client that I, my mastermind programs are oh. the, 
what I, what I bring my clients into. So yes, I do webinars, online trainings, all sorts of things like that. Yeah. And as well, from your social media, what I've picked up from you, you always look very grounded, very quiet, not quite like very uh, grounded, like very present Mm -hmm. in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, what would you do? Like, do you meditate? Do you have any tools that you use to stay you this Mm -hmm. way? Because I feel like every time, because we are bombarded with all social media these days and I have to be online because yeah. I do as well produce content and things like that. And it, I think and the, it makes me so, I really struggle to focus these days. And I feel like I'm just all over the places. And that's why I was like, I'm looking at you, you know, you know, you're just so present. So what, what do you do? Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that because it's not always been that way. And years ago, one of the, one of the, the words when I would started talking to my clients that came back often was, you know, describe the essence of who I am. What do you, what, what do you feel like with me? And they, they kept saying calm. They kept telling me the word calm. And I was like, well, that's really interesting because I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty a personality driven kind of person and definitely coming out of the corporate world. I was really a driven, right. I was a, a type person. And I've really had to work to take myself to a different level of grounding. And there's a couple things with that. I definitely meditate. I meditate every morning. It's just, that's just part of my, the way I start my day. I learned a long time ago that I'm more productive in a day if I take time to meditate. And the days that I don't do that, that, you know, my days can go all over the place. So if I can start my day there, there, that's really important. I think another part of what I do, I've done really well in my business in the last several years is, is set up a lot of boundaries, set up boundaries, you know, looking at my calendar, you know, when am I focused on clients? When am I focusing on, you know, being a CEO and really making that space for myself? I'm big on creating white space on our calendars and white space for us to be able to think and do our big important work, but then also white space to play. I mean, I don't, I don't work into the evenings. I rarely will work on a weekend. So I have a lot of boundaries that I create for myself that are really important. I, I've, for several years, I've used Fridays as my, my CEO day where I just, I don't do any meetings on Fridays. And last year I let that slip a little bit. And I was constantly putting meetings onto my Fridays. And I was like, what is this about? This is my, you know, so I had to catch myself. And I think this is part of the, my biggest lesson that I probably have learned as an entrepreneur has been how to really, now I talk about soul and strategy, right? So how do I stay in the soul part of my work and keep that really present in my business listening to my inner wisdom, listening to, you know, my intuit, my intuition saying, you know, this is the right choice for you, or this is the right choice for you. Making space, like you got to do my planning, you're in planning retreat. That was a lot of journaling and asking yourself questions. I do that with my business. And then the strategies, having the right strategies there to, to, to apply it works, you know, it's really important, but d- doing the soul work first. And I've had to learn to prioritize myself first in the mix of all of this versus saying, oh, I have to do all of these things. Wait a minute. It's more important that I take care of me first. And then I'm going to be really efficient and effective in what I create on the other side of that. 
So I think that's, that's probably been my biggest lesson as an entrepreneur is, you know, personal journey works, spiritual journey work. I was not spiritual at all. Back in my corporate day, that was just not even something that was part of my world. And to me today, it's really important. It's really, really important. Mm -hmm. And it shows through. You know, you. Just, you, you, like I said, as you said, yeah, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you struck being very calm, you know, grounded and uh, you, 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 I feel your aura, you know, like, mm. very oh, and there's one other piece, you know, so the horses still are part of my work. I, you know, I have horses in my backyard. And so I, my clients, when they join my year long mastermind programs, mm. they, part of their work they get to do is they get to come to a two day retreat with my horses and that's like the deepest, you know, like the most grounded space that we can get into with, with them. And so the, the horses still are part of my world in the way that I can go out in the morning with my, my horses in the barn. And it's like, just drops me into a different space as well. So I, I've got to give them some credit for this, you know, getting out in nature is big for me. I, I live in the foothills of Colorado where I can, you know, walk out my door in the middle of the day and go for a walk. And I often do. And, you know, all these little these little moments that that can just drop me back home to who I am. Oh, wonderful! Yes, it's your your environment and that rituals. I don't know if I can call them rituals. You said yourself. Totally. Yeah, I call them rituals too. I don't call it like this is my. Um, oh, I've heard that. What is another word that is often used? But it's it's. I'm not coming. The word's not coming to me. But the ritual of being able to take care of myself is a really good, and I get to do that, right? This is, that's a, it's not something that I have to do. It's something I get to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it, it really, it's important. It's, it's important and it helps you a lot mm -hmm. um, rather than, you know, living life on autopilot as we, yeah, both of us, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to, to drop into that. Yeah. And that's so true. And on this wonderful note, we are going to conclude our conversation. Actually, before I conclude, I'm just thinking, did I miss anything, Cami? Do you have any maybe, maybe final thoughts on the, I don't know, mm. I will call it art of standing out? Among yeah. Those? Yeah. Well, you've asked such good questions. You really have. You're a really good interviewer. I would say that the only thing that I would say is, is really work on embodying your message. And I and I, I touched on this a little bit ago, but if you can find what your unique message is that you're you're taking out to the world, how you speak to your ideal clients, but learn to embody it. Like you can feel that in your body where you're excited to connect with people with that. Because if you're walking with it from a perspective of of being embodied in your message, that's where you can, that's where the fire comes in, right? So when you start getting on stages or when you're on stages or when you're on podcasts, people feel you. And that's not something that comes from the mind. It really comes from embodying it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I'll definitely will uh, come back to that <laughs> because I think I still have work to do on, on with regards to my message. We all do. We all do. I mean, it's in our messages always shift and change. And so as, as we're, you know, like, as it's, it's coming into the next version of our messaging, it's like, oh, how does this fit together? And it's in it, we're here. But then when you start to really just drop it, there's like, there's every evolution of our business has the next level of our messaging, which requires the next level of embodiment. So it's, it's we're never done. 
No doubt. Yeah, that's so true. It's true. And uh, where can our listeners find you? Okay, they, they can find me. Yeah, camigelner.com. And so it's K A M I G U I L D N E R.com. And when you get there, there's a, 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 a pink box right at the top that says get updates. And you can get my information on my monthly trainings that I do every month. So that's a good place to start. I'm on all the socials, or at least I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Those are good places to find me. Perfect. I will leave all the links in the show notes of these episodes so people, people, so our listeners can either connect or contact you. And thank you very much, Kimmy, for being on my show. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. And thank you so much. Thank you, Kimmy. Thanks. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats.